Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. I'm Louise Cooney and this is my brand new podcast, Open Book, where each week I sit down with well-known personalities for honest conversations about life and the stories that shape it. So hello to Trisha Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to have her on. Trisha is known on Instagram as Trisha's Transformation. She's an Irish chef, a two-time best-selling author, CEO of her own business, Sharp, and she's an online influencer as well. She's on a weight loss journey and a mission to change her life for the better. With over 20 years experience as an executive head chef during lockdown, Trisha transferred her skill set online and is now a business owner and corporate speaker. If it is to be, it's up to me, is a mantra that Trisha applies to every single part of her life. She's gained a reputation not only for being very funny, but for telling it as it is. For Trisha, this means cultivating compassion for yourself, but also calling yourself out when you mess up. Love that. Yeah, no, I love that too. I think that's like, it's totally you, isn't it? Yeah, that's really cool. Even to hear that, you're like, because before you'd be kind of like, oh, stop, but it's cool. You're like, class. And someone, like, I, I literally read your book and I was in awe of you, like inspired by you. Thank you. You know, I just think you're incredible. And I know a lot of people listening will totally agree. So it's surreal to even say I read your book. That I'm like, know, what? I'm like imposter syndrome. But even to even hear that it's class and I suppose. But you can't get your hands in the book. It's sold out everywhere. It's yeah, it's like, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. You can get it like it's just it goes through massive phases. And I think when people, it's like ebb and flows. People yeah. sometimes need something and they don't. So it's amazing. But you know what? You really break it down and make it simple for people and make it relatable. Yeah. You know. Well, I think for me, when it came to the weight loss journey, I was always kind of trying to find the, I suppose, the thing that other people are doing. And Mm. it was always out of reach. Whereas when I started looking at the low-hanging fruit of what I could do without worrying about what Louise Cooney is doing in the gym, let's just focus on what I I can physically get done myself and bring it back to complete basics. And magic happens then because, like, it happens every one of us. Oh, I just threw my ring at (laughs) you. I love that. It's a fidget ring. So maybe I should stop fidgeting. Is that what it's called? A fidget ring? Well, um, tranquility rings. Oh. So random. Oh, I like it. But yeah. sometimes they're, they're the worst things like I just threw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I was, then that's what I based the books off was just losing weight but not losing flavour and just the basics and we can overthink it and when you're yeah. down in yourself sometimes the most obvious thing is the thing you can't see. Yeah, and I think you're a very good like storyteller. You really like talk through the difficult things that you would wonder like get going into the gym for the first time yes yeah. like if you're not somebody who goes to the gym what do you wear you yeah. know how do you what do you ask to do you can't do these things that are like so basic you yeah. know to, to some people yeah that like some person's pushing on a bra yeah. is another person's Everest yeah yeah exactly that you're like yeah. I don't have one to fit me so what do I do then I just found because it because all I see online is sports bras and fitness gear and and then all of a sudden it's just pull it back and go what do you have throw on any old bra I know. and get in you'll be fine yeah no, it's incredible. I, I just loved it. I was nearly crying at points. I was laughing with you. It's unreal. Yeah. But today we're going to do a couple of quick fire questions just okay. to kind of see how you feel about books. What's your kind of taste? What do you like? Yeah. What way do you read? And I know you told me you've kind of fallen out of reading recently. Yes. And I was saying that I think that's like I'm 34. I think that's the majority of our generation a little bit because it was like I'd have been a total bookworm mm. and then I got a phone. <laughs> so I was like, now I'm just going to read Instagram. <laughs> I know. And I so, to- I totally get that and I fell out of it for, God, I'd say it was between five and ten years. Which yeah. was awful. Like, you know, it sounds like a really long time. But I find now it's like my refuge away from my phone. Like yeah. I can't read and be on my phone but I can watch TV and be on my phone. So 
It's yeah. like a nice little break. I have it's to like mindfulness. Yes. Yeah. In a really cool way. Yeah. No, I love it. So, okay, let's get started. Okay. Paperback or hardback? Paperback. Yeah, me too. Unless it's a cookbook, then it's hardback. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Dog ear or bookmark? Dog eared. I know. Always. Same. I lose my bookmarks. <laughs> and do you savour or devour books? Uh, devour. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. If it's a good one, you just yeah. and I love that. Like I read a book last week in two days. I was just like I couldn't put it down. What was it? Um, the Hearts Invisible Fools. No way, that's a long book. Too. Oh my god, it was incredible. Have you read? You read that's it? Amazing. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm so sad it's over. It was kind of one of those like it feels like you're watching a film when you don't have it with you. You're like, oh my god, I'm missing a part. Yeah. I need to get back to the sitting room and read it. Uh-huh. I loved it. Yeah, it's one of those ones you just can't put down. No, and it's kind of funny as well. Like it's got serious themes, but it's like. Funny. Sometimes you're laughing, you're like, you really shouldn't be laughing. But it was, it's just the way he wrote. And I think that's, and also this podcast is terrifying because I know I'm going to say written and wrote wrong nah. in different parts. Fine. I'm like, which one's which? Um, when I was doing the interviews with the book, I was like, oh, please don't get that in the in- yeah. somewhere. Um, it was in the best book I think I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah, no, me too. I loved it. So devour when it comes to John Boynes. Yes, <laughs> and I love him. I had him on our book club. And he's just a funny guy. Like he just, he's a good storyteller. Yeah. Like most, obviously most authors, <laughs> you know, but he's just, he's brilliant. So, okay. what We're going to get stuck into some questions now. Okay. What is your first memory of books? Uh, very first memory is, I'd say it was about three. And even when I was telling mom about this, she was like, yeah, I remember your teacher told me you were one of the first kids ever to come to school reading. So I loved reading from a very young age. So mm. I've eight sisters and the older ones kind of always kind of showed the way and kind of like that's that word or whatever it was. But my first ever proper memory of having my own books that nobody else had was, I don't know if you any remember, but you used to get tea bags and there's be books in it, like a little tiny book. So it was like The Emperor's New Clothes, Cinderella, Snow White, oh Tumbelina. And dad used to give them books to me and then show me how to read them. Oh. So between mum, dad, my sister, so I used to be reading them. And like they were tiny. I don't know if anyone can get a picture or something from the internet and send them to you, but they were so cool. So that's my first ever memory of reading. And then I suppose being in school and being like, Ugh, it's like being like, the cash is on the mat. I'm like, I'm a four-year-old <laughs> and I know what I'm saying. But it was just, right then again, I also didn't start school until I was like five and a half. So I probably wasn't that advanced when I think about it. <laughs> Looking back, like as a child, was there like a literary character or a character from a book that you related to? Um, I think that the majority of my books were, maybe they were because they were kind of bold people as well. So maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Like I loved different characters from different things. Like yeah. ones that stand out would be like Candy on the Dart. Not mm-hmm. that I ever wanted to run away, but I was like enthralled by her. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my God, that brave girl going through Dublin on this big train. Because mm. being from Limerick, it was like, I don't have that joy. Yeah, well, I think the fact that you said brave definitely runs yeah. through to you you're so like look at what you've done and look at what you share and you yeah. know like what you've done for other people I think is amazing like do you know yeah. do you get people like telling you all the time how you yeah it's amazing every day most days yeah it's, it's really amazing. cool and it'll never grow old because like it takes a lot for someone to send a message like that or to meet you in the street and say listen I this or my sister found this and this and it's so cool because you feel like you're just living your everyday life and then all of a sudden you're walking into pennies and people are like, hello. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hello. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Like, do you still get that every, you know, every so often where you're like, wow, look how much my life has changed. Yeah. Do yeah. You? yeah. And I think I always hope I keep that because I always want to remember how lucky I am and how yeah. grateful I am because I think with life it gets so so busy and so fast that you're like, oh, this is normal, but uh-huh. it's not for me because if I go back three years ago, that was, this was nowhere near my life mm-hmm. at all. Like, And do you ever get scared that it will go back to that? Yeah. Yeah. 
That'll be a fear. Yeah. And I know you shouldn't borrow anxiety from the future or worry about the past yeah, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. But I suppose when you're coming from where I've come, mm. like where I was really depressed and I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally, mm-hmm. never mind a book, I couldn't even put on a pair of shoes. I was just yeah. so bogged down to now bouncing out of the bed and like loving, like genuinely loving my life. Yes, there's hard times. Sometimes I have to reset. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes the scales goes up, scales goes down. But what I've found the biggest difference is now I'm just living. Mm. That I know that that's normal. Mm-hmm. Before I just kind of beat myself up and be like, you're the only one that is this size. You're the only, mm. and it was all comparison. So I do worry it goes back to, but I'm doing my damn best to build as many tools as I can and walls around mm-hmm. myself that I can, I suppose, mind myself. I had no boundaries before and, yeah. do you know, now I do. In terms of books and even relating to weight loss, arts or whatever, is there a book that has been like your biggest teacher? Um, I think I use books nearly as escapism yeah. and not learning, okay. if that yeah. makes sense. But I did read Atomic Habits mm. and I did like it. Mm-hmm. I liked the... I like the kind of basics with it now. I didn't like when I find when it comes to learning books, I find I get very overwhelmed. I love that. Le- like, learning, learning books. books. <laughs> Grown up people books. <laughs> I'm like, this is not Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> What's happening here? Um, but I find that I get overwhelmed, but I can take a little bit from it. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. I'll never take 75 chapters uh-huh. from a 76 chapter book. I'll take maybe three pages and I'm like, oh, cool. Did you, you and I didn't finish it then, right? No. I kind of just come I, I started listening to it and do you know how it got very repetitive? I was like... A little bit. I, I mean, like, I like okay, the I need idea. To make a, well, maybe that's why because he's trying to create a habit. Oh, because okay. he repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, we got you there, James. <laughs> See what you're doing. <laughs> um, in the story of your life, what's been the biggest plot twist? This. Mm. Yeah. This, this new life. Um, I'd say probably the weight loss journey. Like yeah. I always thought weight was the worst thing in my life from mm. the day I went on a scales when I was seven or eight. Mm. I always felt that this was such a negative part mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a kind of a stigma, shame, taboo to it that I didn't talk to people about it and I didn't want to talk to people about it because I was always so embarrassed. And now to turn it around and be like, to be honest, getting up every day and trying uh-huh. to change my life is the best thing in the entire world. Amazing. Like when I was reading your book, like, and like the reason you felt that way is because of the way people made you feel. Like you yeah. didn't, weren't born feeling like that. Like remember the um, stories you told about like people fat shaming you, like. Yeah, it's rotten. And it happens every so day. so angry. Like I remember yeah. like my boyfriend came in and I was telling him this. I was like, listen to this. Like, because mm. it's shocking. Like, yeah. Does it still happen? It would. It would still, but not really in public face to face. It's right. more kind of anonymous you know yeah. yourself it happens yeah, 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 yeah. it'll never come from somebody that I think like the end of the day I think the difference is that it'll always happen probably till the day I go six feet under but if I don't respect the person I'm not taking the opinion yeah. anymore mm-hmm. but it is so a lot of people will say do you think it's beneficial and mm-hmm. I don't think it's beneficial if it's not your place no absolutely not no, it's disgusting you, you said that in your book as well like, like that's not helpful no you know you're just reaffirming the the inner demons. Yeah. What I'm telling myself as I go to sleep, you're literally just saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah. it's just, and that's why I did, wrote all that in the first book. It was hard re- yeah. It was hard for me to put out because it's obviously parts of my life that I found incredibly difficult. Uh-huh. But I was like, you know what, what's the point of me being embarrassed? It's not my shame. But it's also like the society we have grown up in. Like the fact that even up until recently, like shows like, the Swan, right? For example, it's just terrible. It's on YouTube. When I oh think about that, and I was engrossed in it. I know. I used to watch I wanted it. To be yeah. honest. I was like, let me on it. I watched one recently on YouTube because it's still on there. Most bizarre show I've ever seen in my life. But Is even it? like coming away from that, um, 
like the biggest loser um, yeah. Operation Transformation yeah. like there's it's all from, based on the snippets are terrifying and the guilt and the like shame there's very rarely on these shows compassion shown mm. I think like I would love to see a show that's like a year long mm. two years long and they follow three or four people the good the bad the Christine's weddings the parties the bags of chips whatever it can be just to show the reality because it sets us up for fail every single time that you're like okay, they were bad when they were at that size and they're being celebrated now because they've mm-hmm. lost weight. And it's just such a messed up message. Yeah. I'd oh, love to see all those kind of shows and books go though. The unrealistic ones. Mm. They need to go. It I needs know, me to, too, yeah. No longer like in a knickers and a string top and being berated because you missed a target by a pound. Mm. Like there's nothing taken into factor for lifestyle menstrual cycle none of that kind of stuff and it makes me so sad because mm. I often craved to be on those shows because I felt like if I was embarrassed enough mm. I'd change my life but that's never yeah. that's never where the magic starts What would people be surprised to find on your bookshelf? Um, I think that a lot of people think that, like that I'm all kind of which I am I love romantic novels I love cookbooks mm. I love escapism but I think probably the more recent one that I'm reading because it's I'm, I'm even surprised because I'm like, I'm so frightened at all times. American Dirt. Have you read oh, it? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I feel like every time I like close the Kindle, I'm like, <sighs> I didn't realise I was holding my breath. It is that kind of thing because a lot of people are like, you read that? Mm. I'm like, excuse me. Because it's kind of like, it's a, like about immigration. Yeah. It's kind of political. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I find it so scary. Yeah. I'm like, are they ever going to be safe? Uh-huh. This is so frightening. So normally I don't really, I will never watch horror films. I won't. If that was on a film, I won't watch it. You know way, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying reading it because I it's, feel it's kind of based on true story, like a yeah. true story, and like yeah. people have been through that. Which just it just opens up so quick, and I think that's what happened. If it didn't open up as quickly as it did, mm. I would have left to go. I'd have been like, no. Oh, the first like, chapter, you're like, what? I was like, the little boy in the shower, <laughs> get him out, get him out. It was just Lucas. yeah. So I was like, that kind of thing. They're the kind of ones that I think mm. people are like really Trish. But then I love my normal mm. Marin Key, Cecilia Hearn. Oh, oh my Marin God. Keys, my yeah. favourite book of my life is Watermelon. Oh yeah, Keys. I love that. Have you read Rachel's Holiday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Last love Chance that. Saloon. Uh, all of them. I was addicted to her books for years. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago, we had a local library. Some, it was like over the courthouse. So it was as dusty as you can imagine now. Now it's all fancy. and It's got little bean bags and everything. And, and I remember going in trying to get a Marin Keys book and they were like, you're too young because they obviously had my car mm. they stamped them so like the next week then I got my sister to go and get it for me and I just mm-hmm. read it I was like okay I think there was like a kissing scene or something in it I was like give me the book <laughs> I watch Home and Away I know what's happening so, how old were you? I'd say only about 10 oh okay well there, there yeah, you I go I, was wrong. I know she talks about more than than just kissing in her books yeah I know maybe there was more actually when I think about it and my sister Annie going in like a beer sneak being like I'll take this book I was chatting to Louise O'Neill recently the Irish author yeah and um, she was at a really advanced level of reading from like a young age so I was like did you get away with reading like a lot more than you would have been allowed to watch she was yeah. like oh yeah <laughs> oh my god hilarious but, under the cover is really but I remember I found books in my sister's room and I was like what are these and there was loads of them and they're all like 50 pence stick around them they're all Mills and Boone so I was like reading them being like oh my god he did what to what Um, they're like the original dirty books (laughs) the dirty books have you ever have you ever read it well when I was younger so I was like (laughs) what is this and I was like he put what where I was like I don't understand this and I got caught and I will never forget the fear the trouble 
I got into over like mom was like you're a pervert I was like <laughs> I was like I didn't know they're not my and they were my older sisters and she was all they, my older see I have eight sisters so they're all like tiny little rats oh my so she'd seen me reading and was like that's not for kids I was like isn't that I was like all oh traumatised but they were like in fairness I shouldn't have been in a room rooting but that's, that's that is it. so and funny. that's what started the keys and the doors at home that they all started locking their bedrooms as they left oh my god that's so funny I read an erotic novel once one time during lockdown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually very good it was it's like sometimes the love story that you're like oh love, they do love each other honestly Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never read the book, but I love the movies, and I know people say the acting is terrible. And that oh my god, Jamie Dornan's not a bad actor. Whoever said that, I know. Don't ever have them on this podcast. But I, it was the love story I was invested in. Like really, I think it's a romantic but I suppose love when story. When you draw it back, and don't you see all those kind of memes, and they're like, if this was set in like a different, I know, yeah. it would be a bit creepy. I know. <laughs> but yeah, there there are definitely parts of it that are weird, but. I think it's cute. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, if you could take a leaf out of someone else's book, who would it be? Um, probably one of my sisters. I find them really, like, I kind of aspire to kind of very, be similar, like they're very hardworking. Mm. Like I have a sister, she's got four kids. She's running marathons at Frighton Centre. She's her own baking business and she just makes the time. Mm. You know, she's like, gets up at three in the morning, does all the baking, goes out for a 10k run, gets them up for bed. And I find that really kind of wow. cool. So I love that kind of thing. But like, I suppose when it comes to like famous people, like I'm going to say like Oprah or someone, she's classic. Mm. Do you know what I think that she's, I love kind of, even I kind of maybe relate to her, like she's, her weight loss journey hasn't been straightforward, but yeah. she's so resilient. She mm-hmm. keeps on going. She keeps on showing up and being so inspiring I just I just think her her audio like her book actually sorry Jane sorry James Clear Atomic Habits no Oprah's book loved oh it. I love that book yeah. loved it loved it loved it I did that as part of book club and I took loads of notes and like literally I have notes and notes and notes on yeah. my phone and like I go back and read them sometimes cause it's probably the only audio book I enjoyed as well because it was in her oh, she yeah. she's such a relaxing voice it. spoke it yeah, yeah. <laughs> she speak those words <laughs> What is that narrative? Yeah, I yeah. was like, what's the word? <laughs> um, what do you know about life that can't be learned in books? I think living. I think that mm. the whole being, I suppose growing up, I think that when a book is out, it's part of a generation. Mm-hmm. But that generation changes so quickly. Like, that's what I got nervous with the, the books that I did. I don't know in 10 years time, will something I have said in there be cancelable? Do you know that you oh, like? Yeah, totally, it's I'm so sure. frightening that I think that you can never learn actual life from a book because it's always adapting. Yeah, it's always moving. It's always changing, and you have your action reactions, and that's what I think what this the books can never get across because they're not printed fast enough. Uh-huh. The way time is changing. Yeah, it's changing so quickly. It's so frightening. I know. Sometimes I'm like, what did I say? I'm like, did I say something bad? There? I know. And like I know. at the time, it always seems kind of normal. It's like when you go through your Facebook statuses, you're like, oh my God. What did I say? Like I actually, years ago? It only crossed my mind the other time. <laughs> so I have to go back there and, you know, do a little scan. Yeah. Oh, God. Good luck. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's like constantly changing and it's how you react to it and yeah. adapt to it. And you, you can't. I mean, you can probably look back on how people have yeah. done it, but. How can you predict what's going to happen? Like you can take tools from books, but I don't think it teaches you how to react properly. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Um, if you could only read one book for the rest of your life, what would it be? I actually think it's John Moynes, Arts Invisible Furious, honestly, because I think it teaches, what I got from it was, it wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. that happened in Ireland. So what can you do now to change for the future generation? Like what's wrong now? I know. Like if you to go, if you to go back in time, 
in Skibbereen when they were that book was set. Mm-hmm. You know, what could they have done to change it? So what, what I feel from that book, it kind of teaches you now, what can you do now for the future? I know. Do you know, I just found it so, I found it heartbreaking. It actually made me in a little bit be angry at her because uh-huh. I was just like, what? Like, I can't believe this is real. Genuinely, after reading that book, when we did it on Book Club, I was like, like I just feel like we need to do something because like, we're, what are we sitting on that we don't know? Yeah. But um, what did we come up with in Book Club? It was um, the direct provision and all the problems there. And at the time I reached out to them to see what we could do. And it was like donating. And then, you yeah. know, I mean, it's only something small, but like, it's mad to think like, what are we not aware of that? Like, we just kind of accept as normal yeah. right now, you know. Homelessness, you could see yeah, it. Like even yeah. when I was coming in the text, there was a young woman. I was just like, this is so sad. Like, uh-huh. why is this happening? And I think it's something we will look back on in 15, 20 years and go, Oh, awkward that we, we have done? didn't do more there. I know. And that's what I think that book, I think it's because it was said and I was just, I don't know, it was just so, because I even, I read it what, four or five weeks ago mm. and it was just before Pride. It's amazing. Love Pride. Would go on a session every August mm. for it. <laughs> Great crack with all mm. my friends. But I looked at it differently this year being like, isn't this so bloody class mm. that this is happening on the streets mm-hmm. that they were ashamed on before and it was just... It wasn't that long ago either. Like, wasn't no. it illegal up to... I can't remember the year. It was 1980 something, I think. Mad. It was something mental because I was like, was I minus five? I was like, that's uh-huh. really scary. But I even like when I talked to my mum and dad, they're like, yeah, that was literally the way you were taught. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? But mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to show now is awareness and just anything that's wrong, just say it out loud. You know? It was so, it was, it was a really cool moment though. Yeah. Oh, I was so proud of it. Like, I remember being in the hair salon when it came through and I was like, yes. It was the day of my sister's wedding. So my mm-hmm. sister Maura was getting married and a blast of us went up wow. to the school all in our dresses and we were like, we're voting yes. Mm. Like, Even though you're not allowed. So I was um, over in America. I was like working my first job at the time with Tourism Ireland and my granddad died so I had to come home for the funeral and it was that day. So I got to vote that morning and I was I was really happy to be able to be home and be, to be able to vote. But I remember sitting in the room with my granddad at the wake and my granny and my uh, other granny were there and they were chatting about it and they were, I suppose you're voting, yes, are you? And I was like, you know, just yeah. like so awkwardly in the room because it's just like the generational yeah. thing, you know. And that's the thing, what are we doing now that the future generation no, will be like, don't you wonder? You're like, big weirdos, why are you doing probably that? Probably a lot. Probably Could be Instagram or something. Like, what? You documented your. Do you know what? Your probably is. You big weirdo. <laughs> you know, you used to live your life through your phone. Yeah. Are you getting better with that though? I find that the more I use it, the more I'm kind of learning boundaries and restrictions and yeah, getting back into books. That's what got me back into books. Uh-huh. I was like, how will I go back into, like, how do I get away from this? Because it's so overconsuming. Yeah, if you're doing it, like, as your job and long term, you need to have some sort of boundary or else you'll just actually go insane. Yeah. Or else you'll have no life. You know no. what I mean? You need you need actual relationships. Yeah. Actual interests outside of what's going on. How many likes did I get? How many followers do I have? You know, it's just, it's just not fulfilling. It's not. No. You know, at the start it's exciting, but then eventually, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Oh, why do I care? I don't like, and not not that I don't care, but it's just the, to, the yeah. number value of it. It's like leave it go. There has to be like something more there, doesn't yeah. there? Like, you know, and I I try and do that with my page. Try and do you know help people out as well as yeah the fashion and then it's okay to do a little bit of escapism and yeah have the crack and everything. But I suppose there has to be more to it in order for it to be fulfilling and for yeah. you know. You should think it's your book club. Yeah, I, and, yeah, yeah, and I try and do bits of charity work as well. Like I've 
done a good bit with Pieta and talking about mental health and stuff, which is really important to me, you know. It's so important because if you think of your demographic, of your age, that are finally, like, they're so, like, just remove stigma from everything. Mm -hmm. If someone feels that they should be embarrassed by something, just shout it out loud. Just because you can guarantee in a room of 10 people, nine people do understand. Like, oh, I get that. I know, totally. And it just makes somebody else feel more comfortable to talk about it. Yeah. And, like, that's another thing that, say, in my parents' age wasn't a word like it wasn't something they talk about which mental health no like I often used to hear when I was younger like oh she's got nerve problems I remember thinking I was like oh that's quite frightening like what's wrong with her do I be like what do you mean like is she in a room like is she like I always get kind of frightened because I didn't know Uh because now I understand that someone who had nerve problems 30 years ago was someone who was really upset Mm. was down was sad was depressed Mm -hmm. and just needed to talk to somebody and maybe do you know just because even my grandmother would have been always known as having nerve problems. Yeah. And mam remembers years ago when she was younger, her not being around for periods of time, but it was like, it was just like that nerves was never actually delved into that it was mental health problems. Yeah. Grandma had. I know. And you look back and you can probably think, you can think, okay, well, maybe there was something else going on there that we didn't realise, yeah. like the symptoms, the signs. Yeah. I see that as well in, in people that I know, like looking back. But all you can do is educate yourself going yeah. forward and, and move forward and just leave it leave it be okay for people to say this is shite right now I feel crap I know yeah I think we're getting better at that I, do. I think so I think we've come a long way yeah you know thankfully I know yeah. you know because like even if I have to go back five or six years ago I would never have sat down with my friends at home for coffee and be like I'm actually feeling depressed yeah. whereas now I think I would because mm. they because after I did the book and stuff they were like why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you judge? That's the, always the question I got asked. Because mm. I was like, because I was afraid you would judge me or not. Even though I kind of knew in my heart of hearts they wouldn't have. Mm. But it's very hard to say something out loud. But now I know that just open up, they were all, every one of them, like mm. Colm, Neve, everyone was like, just tell us. So if that hap- if something similar happens to you now, like for example, when I read your book, you're somebody's, a couple says something to you on a plane and it's, yeah. it's like so mean and even the way the air hostess reacted was just so upsetting and mean and you didn't tell your friend that you were travelling with. No. If that was to happen now, would you say, would you tell your friend? I think I would. Mm. I think I actually would. I think, I, but I think instead of telling him, I think I'd stand up for myself. Okay, good. I think more so yeah. than going back, I think I would say, look, that's really mean. Uh-huh. I understand. We'll sort it out as two adults. You don't want to sit beside me. Yeah. You know, if you think I'm too big to sip side, well, I don't want to sip side you either. So let's get a result. Yeah, love Instead that. of turning my head to the window crying, mm-hmm. you know, and they could see me crying. They, they could see it like it was horrible. Like people were turning back and I was like, oh, this is just me oh, <laughs> sitting here as awkward as can be. Because I think what people forget is like you can be made of stones, but you're not made of stone. No. Like it hurts. And so I think that's the difference in my reaction would be, I probably would, it would probably make me cry. I would probably well up. Mm-hmm. And then I go, actually, no, you're not allowed to do this. I don't want to sip beside you either. You're a BHCH. I would like to think the people looking back, someone saw that that was wrong, you know, because yeah. it just, it made me angry reading that, you know, and sad, yeah. angry, you know. And I think that we sometimes don't call something out if we see it. Yeah. And like I, it happened even on the train a couple of weeks ago, there was a woman just on the phone and then she got off the phone and I thought that the man and the woman were, were together and he just started shouting at her. He was like, you going to be on this phone the whole way train, blah, 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 what? blah. But he was like, she was about 70 and I was like, and she was talking loud. Like okay. the poor woman, she didn't need the phone, but she was like, what time are you picking? Like shouting, <laughs> but it, like God love her, like it was grand. And I remember just, it was after I got off the train, I was like, why didn't I say something? 
Because mm. if that was my mum, I would want someone. And she got so quiet. Yeah, and she, she probably got more. She didn't realise. Like, yeah. And I should have just been like, if you don't want someone talking in the train beside you, get a taxi. Yeah. It's a public transport. Yeah. So they're the kind of things that I'm kind of learning as I go. I suppose they're tools that you pick up along the way that call things out. So after I got off, I was like, the next time if I see something like that or someone getting embarrassed, I might actually just step in. But I think the people on that plane that time were probably afraid it would turn on them. Yeah. So I think that's what happens because if someone's going to be nasty in the first place, I think that it doesn't matter mm. who they say it to. Yeah, and sometimes when people are nasty as well, it's like you just don't want to give them the, that energy of yours. You know, and yeah. it's not even worth your time. It's like let's. Just she didn't even kind of respond. She, I like I know. I mean, maybe she wasn't upset, but in my head, I was mm. like, she's gonna go home. She's gonna start crying. She's gonna recharge her Nokia. I was like, what have I done? I was overthinking. Mm. Classic signs of an overthinker. But I think she was probably just like. Isn't he an awful leader of men? <laughs> Shout to yeah, me. Yeah. He was shouting at her. I know. And when you get a message, right, that if it's an anonymous count, if it's a little troll coming in, because I imagine you get them, everyone gets them. Mm-hmm. Do you tell your family and friends then if there's one that has upset you? Or do they upset you? Um, the, it depends on where I'm at. If mm. I'm in, like, great space, I'm like, okay, grand, delete, straight away. Yeah. But it's when I press accept and I kind of go to give a response, mm. that's when I know, right, there's something wrong here. Why why are you reacting? Uh-huh. Um, like, obviously, they'll come in and they're always cheap shots. They're always yeah. going to be ones that, you know, like, it's like, okay, you're calling me fat. Okay, I'm on a weight loss journey. I've, I've called this out before myself. Like, I, it's not like I'm oblivious here. Uh-huh. But it's when it's when it gets sinister, that's when I kind of go to my, like, it gets, sometimes it can get frightening. You know yourself. Yeah. Being online, like I'm not really posting as much in real time anymore because mm. I just find it quite frightening because like, you know that awful form, but I stupidly went on it because that's what I mean by it depends on where I'm at in my journey. Am I spending too much time on my phone? Am I not mm. like reading enough? Am I not walking enough? Mm. Am I like... Having a weak moment? Weak moment that I was just, I have a look and someone had done a spreadsheet from the very start of my journey to now of times on my social media when I'd mentioned... I was down up a few pounds, I was up a few pounds, whatever it was. And it was an actual spreadsheet. So they're the kind of things that I find quite sinister. And that's when it gets to me. That I'm like, there's people out there that hate me that much. Or that they're that fascinated or whatever it is. So I think that I do tell my family with those kind of things. Because I know that it's not, I'm not telling them that this hurt me. I'm telling them that I'm not in the right space. Uh I shouldn't have looked. Why was I looking? Because there's nothing good there. Do you know so that's when I would communicate because yeah. I know that that's the start of something for me that might be spiralling. Is it maybe I'm not feeling well? Uh-huh. Because I think with mental health, it's something you work on every single day. Yeah. And sometimes the wall can fall and other times it can be as strong mm-hmm. as can be, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, like... I find sharing stuff like that definitely helps because it makes me say it out loud and it makes... Yeah. Like sometimes I just need to hear the same things said yeah. over and over again, you know. And sometimes you're just having a day. You're just having a, a week. And yeah. And you need to say to somebody, like, and I don't think you need to have an online following to get an estimate. Like, you could see yeah. a text from someone or someone could have... Or you, have whatever. upset you. That happens exactly. every day. You know? Every single day of the week. But a problem shared is really a problem halved. Yeah. Like, I, like I would try not to... Because it upsets my family. They would be like, oh, really? Like, why are they saying that about you? Because that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you know? But I think that what you focus on expands and... If you know you have block, delete, accept, just delete or block straight away. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anyone ever hears they were blocked my page, trust me, <laughs> I don't randomly pick people to block. They're blocked for a reason. <laughs> I don't go to my followers and be like, oh, I'm going to block Louise today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because someone was being an absolute goal. Yeah, you just can't allow them in. 
you can't allow them into your head yeah. because it's a waste of space. You know, you've got yeah. enough things to do and you've got enough things. And to I do, think so. that's what I'd love to teach the kind of younger kind of generation is when you go online, just mind yourself and mm. don't don't give your all because not everybody who follows you likes you. So, Joe, mm. you my niece and nephews are like, they'd love to do social media or something. I would sit them down and be like, just from day one with zero followers, just keep an eye on what you say because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because that, that's where filters come in mm. and that's where people aren't their true, true authentic selves because someone gets it and goes, huh, you're up weight, I'm going to ruin you. Mm. And I'm like, but I want to tell the truth because this is who I am yeah. but people use it as ammunition. But you know what, no matter what version of yourself you give people, there's always going to be, you're not going to be everyone's I tried to cherish it last you know? year for Deborah Ireland we raised like 120 grand <sighs> because Dyson gifted me a Hoover. <laughs> Like yeah. they gifted me over but I had bought a Dyson already so I was like I don't need two Dysons yeah. I don't like hoovering that much so I was like what I'll do is whoever donates I'll pick a winner from a fiver donation that was it yeah it was insane so I went to Deborah Ireland a charity that is incredible yeah. you know yeah. these people are in chronic pain where morphine doesn't solve their pain every day like every mm-hmm. day they have open wounds it's horrendous they've got EB do you know and, um Claudia, the yes, girl. I love Claudia. She's lovely. Oh, she's a dote. Yeah. I love Anna and I want Claudia to be the best blogger in the world. Oh, she's, she's really, really good into makeup. her makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I dropped her over a bag of makeup before and she was just so cute. She was, I think she just started sixth year and oh. she just got a new chair to wheel like, around. And her, she's the type of person I want to follow. She has put up things like she's in so much pain. I know. But she comes on, does her tutorials, goes to school. She's already been there recently. It's amazing. Like, it's just amazing. So, I just remember around that time, the amount of hate over the Dyson eyelids. Like, I was getting these messages being like, what? They're like, it's all gifted with the influencers. I'm like, but I'm giving it back. I don't understand what's happening. I was like, I don't know what's happening. So, whatever you do, you're wrong. I know. Do you know? Yeah. So, but you know yourself. That's the moment that I went, where I'm just going to keep doing yeah. what I need to do if people are getting bothered about a Hoover and 120 grand for a charity like it wasn't coming to me I know. You know? <laughs> so I just after that I just went everything now with a pinch of salt I know the bun. exactly um, what's your next chapter so I've just launched my own company Sharp by Trish Lewis which is my own set of kitchen knives mm-hmm. so that is the coolest thing in the world yes. um, I'm at Taste of Dublin this weekend I meant to have my own stall but Unfortunately, due to unprecedented demand, I don't have enough stock, which wow. was frightening. I didn't. I was like, "What's happening?" So I think that's my main like next time. The number one goal always will be my mental health, my physical health. Everything after that's a bonus. Yes. Whether it's companies, whatever, like if whether it's books, whether it's corporate speaking, none of them matter if mm-hmm. I don't have my happiness. Yeah. So you can have all the opportunities in the world but if I get up out of bed and I don't like who I am mm-hmm. that's when I know so that's my next chapter every single morning I wake up mm-hmm. I'm like do I want to be happy do I want to be fit do I want to be you know a goal getter I'm going to mm-hmm. do it and that's what I do so I always like always my health and fitness and then hopefully grow sharp and see where I'm going with mm-hmm. just life with happiness and yeah. please oh, God that. someday a family but like I don't know do you know mm-hmm. and I think that's what the last three years have taught me is you know, every single new page you turn there's a curveball every time Yeah, you just have to either kind of own it or leave a cripple you mm-hmm. and just keep on going but the main goal is to feel as happy as I did coming up here today in my denim dress Aww. loved it like Aww. and it's going to be the nicest day of the year today So I know I know, and I'm like, I've got us roasting already. <laughs> when he said that earlier, I was like, oh, it's getting hotter. I know. Like, I'm totally that person that yeah. is like, it's too warm, oh, I need I to say it. And do you think you would write another book? Would you like to? Yes, I will. Um, so I was planning to do it this January, but 
I know me too well. If I take on too many things, I just lie in my bed and just lay there. And I'm like, it's too much. <laughs> I feel numb. Yeah. And like three hours have passed and I'm like, I haven't done anything. I know. So I knew when I, I knew obviously with the last 18 months I was going to launch in Sharp. So I just said it to my publishers. My publishers are Gil and they're incredible. And they were like, we get you. So it's, it'll be the third book. And they were like, yeah, we told her. I was like, Exited this long winded mess be like say right I just don't know where I am at so she's like Trisha we know you relax you can do it whenever mm-hmm. it comes so I will have the third book and hopefully I'll get started soon enough mm-hmm. um, because I loved like I never thought I would write but like I was fairly bold in school like I didn't I didn't really care like the only subject I excelled in was English it's mm-hmm. the only one English and maths the rest of them I was like what I don't care about this equation yeah. um, but so to, to turn around from like being in secondary school in sixth year where I'm I got like a blue slip for not having a school bag. Mm-hmm. They were like, you cannot bring a handbag to school. I was like, but I can because I need it for my cigarettes. <laughs> I need it for my mobile phone. And I remember she was like, what are you doing? Because I, I was like 19 leaving school because I repeated fifth year and I was like, I can move to Australia if I want. She was like, well then go. She was like, what's happening? So to have two best-selling books, mm-hmm. it's a complete turnaround. Yeah. But I think it comes from school like there was a lot of teachers who left a very positive impact in my life and it was yeah. all about, it wasn't about, they could see there was a different side to me with creativity mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, they'd leave me, you know, like when it came to short stories and stuff like that, they let me go wacky with them. And yeah. like, I remember getting punishments, like detention. And they were like, you had to write an essay on like the life inside a tennis ball. And I used to go to the brothers for a couple of subjects because it was the way the schools went. And I remember giving it in to Mr. Griffin and he framed it. <laughs> oh my God. So maybe that'll be your next book. Imagine, imagine, like dedicated to Mr. Griffin. Do you Thanks know for- what the next book will be? Um... I, I don't see I'd love there's so many ways I want to go with it I'd love I'd love to do kids books because I, I love children like, uh-huh. I love like I said to my nephews I signed we read a book the most thousand disgusting things in the world but it's all their imagination and just to see them kind of like I'd love it like a kids book I would love and proper cookbook hardback one that lives like all recipes yes. and then I'd love to do a hybrid one where I actually sit down with an expert in mental health mm. and get their spin on it but also get my spin on it so in kind of my terms and their terms and make it more kind of relatable but there's so many different things like I'd love to you know well it won't be any Mills and Boone in a, it won't be any of those in Gil. oh my god um, so who knows amazing well listen thank you so much for coming in today thank loved you. the chats and yeah I'm so excited for the next book and for everything else that was brilliant and if anyone knows that tea bag book let me know send a picture <laughs> <laughs> this could be taken up wrong in so many ways I'm going to finish up here now <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Open Book. The books we discussed and recommended can be found in the podcast description. Please do rate, share and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find me on Instagram as Louise Cooney. Thanks for listening, readers. Talk to you next week.